Hello, hello, welcome, welcome to tonight's live stream. Hope you're doing well. Uh, thank you for joining us. Um, to all the collective crew who are here, welcome members. To all the new people who are here, welcome, welcome. So, mobile videography. Uh, there's a reason I chose this. I, I, there's a reason I reached out to Judy, who is a member of the Creator Collective. Um, I'll introduce myself quickly there in a second and talk about the collective in a second. But the reason I want this workshop to go ahead was because we're living in a very, very digital age. Not many people want a big mirrorless camera or DSLR or anything like that. A lot of people are business owners and a lot of creators are just, they're adapting to this run and gun style of videography and, 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 and they want the freedom. And obviously it doesn't just have to be run and gun. It could be extremely professional setup. You can have massive corporate shoots done. We've seen it. And this lady here we're going to introduce soon, Judy Russell, does this for a living and she's extremely good at it. Some of the quality of the work that she puts out is amazing. Um, I am Jay Woodard. I'm the founder of the Creative Collective. Uh, the Collective is a... I always get this model now. It's a... Hey, you think I have my spiel ready? It is a digital community for members only, for um, for digital creators. Um, so what it is, is full of videographers, podcasters, um, photographers, web designers, uh, graphic designers, it's all just, we're all sharing, sharing work, we're sharing opinions, we're asking for help. Um, there's great sections in there, like collaborations, book club, where we're sharing each other, what books we're reading, this kind of stuff. Um, it's kind of, we're, we're there to empower each other, lift each other up. And I'm there, God, I've been a creator now. I've been in this game for 10 years, nearly 10 years plus, And I'm just there to help and share my wisdom that I can with the members and uh, like, I, I try and host, uh, well, we, we launched on the 17th of August, not two weeks ago. Um, and I try to, um, I'm starting to host like hot seats for people. If they need help with anything, they can come on and call me. Um, as a member, you get a one-to-one -one each quarter with me and I'm happy to help in any way I can with marketing. Like my background is filmmaking and marketing basically and I'm happy to help in any way I can. Um, but that's me, that's the collective. Uh, I'm going to show you a small video, which I saw today, which I was highly impressed with. I was like, this is class. And I showed it to Judy earlier. She's like, yeah, it's perfect. Cause I was like, I didn't know about it cause I literally ripped it from her YouTube. So I hope she was okay. With it. <laughs> but, uh, check this video out guys. This kind of, this video introduces, uh, Judy perfectly. When I was born, my parents had a successful business and everything that goes with it, a beautiful house with a pool fancy cars, and we even had a video camera. And that was back in the mid 80s. But one day, it all came to an end. The business, the house, the cars, and the video camera were all sold. But we did keep the video tapes. For years, that footage was all I had to remind myself of what seemed like a past life. And when I watch back now, I cannot believe how lucky I am to have all of those special moments captured forever. And that is why I love video. Since then, I've spent the majority of my career working in television and video production. And now through the Vid Academy, I get to teach organizations and individuals how to make videos themselves. I know the power of video, both professionally and personally. And I'm so grateful that I get to do this for a living. Oh, what a video. Judy Russell, welcome to the stream. Hope you're doing well. Thank you. Thank you for showing that. It's a good intro and it saves a lot of Perfect. time as well. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Well done. It's a real throwback. I was getting nostalgia feeling watching. I was like, oh man, I wish I had those video clips. 
I know I was so lucky like and you know making that video was actually quite cathartic like you know but mm. I got the videos made into like uh, hard drives years ago so I had all the footage and stuff but actually putting together a one minute you know uh, description or one minute uh, script like I teach people to do it all the time but then when you have to do it for yourself for something personally you really have to practice what you preach and put it mm. together but it was an experience to do yeah Thank you so much for taking the time I really appreciate it Oh for sure I'm delighted here Absolutely so can you give me some background on, on you and where you started in video obviously we saw that in intro but what actually what was the next step after that how did you learn where did you educate yourself well, I didn't think that video was going to be a career option for me. I didn't think that, like, I was allowed to do video. Like, you know, I just, I was like, you have to do something normal, you know, yeah. business. So I did business, which was good to study. And it has actually paid off for me later in life with video because now I teach businesses video and having, you know, a qualification in business is, is something that I was just able to kind of marry well. Um, but I, I went off traveling after I, I did my master's and uh, I ended up in Costa Rica. And in Costa Rica, I was applying for any job now. I had no Spanish, I had no money. I was like, I was there and I, I, I had nothing to my name. And this job came up on Craigslist for a news spokeswoman. I didn't even know what it meant. And uh, and I went for the interview anyway. And it was w within an affiliate marketing company. Um, they were an American company who had moved to Costa Rica. And what they did is like they just sent people to different sports betting places through their kind of marketing forum yeah. and videos. Uh, so that's where I learned to present scripts research and uh, and all of that stuff but I didn't learn the technical stuff I had to come back to Ireland then and do a one year course in um, in Tralee actually oh really boss course yeah a boss course in nice. time best year of my life it was brilliant it's now the Kerry Education and Training Centre I think okay. it's still being run and uh, I'd recommend it to everyone the wild west down there like the wild west are you from Kerry or what's the Cork no, from Cork no 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 I'm from Cork and when I was going down there actually you know my mum was like where are you going to live and I was like a mobile home and she was like what? She was like you can't live in a mobile home you have to get an apartment in the town and I was like I'm not getting an apartment I'm going to find a mobile home I went to Dundee that evening and I was like mobile home near Tralee and one of the first places that came off it was like 50 quid a week I had a two bed mobile home with Sky TV J it was it was just wonderful it was Sounds amazing. I'm from Clarity, so I know that, that, that neck of the woods well. Too well, some say. Too well. Um, well, that's... that's yeah, I live in Middleton. Yeah, I live in Middleton with my family, my wife and kids. So that's why I'm based. I married a Cork woman, so I got stuck here, you know. And I saw a great post by you today on social media. Uh, did you get your kid up and dressed to go to school and it's... Well, he woke, yeah, he woke us all up. It was a 6 a.m. start. He just got everyone up excited out of his brains and then everything lunch was packed we went to the shoe we drove down I thought geez we're very early there's no one here and then Jules checked the time I was like oh my god but sure look that's 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 my luck for you it's typical Woodard <laughs> it, it, it's it's so well prepared though tomorrow now it's I know. faster you're gonna yeah oh, absolutely yeah yeah we'll all sleep in tomorrow yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah so tell me about the vid academy so then it was, well, I worked on lots of things um, over a course of years. I was producing videos for businesses or corporate videos. I worked on the Young Offenders movie mm -hmm. and I worked on, oh, I had my own TV show with Irish TV and I edited The Fear. It was a hidden camera show. And uh, so I'd kind of got all of this experience, but I, it ended up in a burnout. The burnout was from Irish TV um, because of the deliverable. I had to make a 24 minute episode every week to air. 
and it was like impossible. It was impossible to do, and especially it was a tiny yeah. budget. And was that a series? Was that a series scenario, or was that like six episodes per series, or was it constant kind of rolling? Constant, never oh ever ending. Yeah. Oh my goodness! And what was the budget? Let us know. Eight hundred and fifty euro an episode. That. <laughs> did you own the equipment? Did you rent it? I owned all the equipment. I had a Canon C three hundred. I had Sennheiser wireless mics. I had like a van that I drove around. I had to get a camera person two days a week. Like, I don't know what what in my brain thought that it was a good idea to take it, but it was my own show. And you know, us in my like, I was probably just thirty at the time. Getting my own show was huge. Big deal. But I, big I, deal. I, it was. It was. But it was just like, and I thought. I thought it would go somewhere. It. They ended up. The company went into liquidation. So it was like a really flat landing. And mm-hmm. then I was like, Do you know what? I'm going to give up video. I'm going to get a normal job and and just just stop doing it because it's it's just not going anywhere. So I did yeah. get a normal job. Enjoyed the normal job. But after about a year, I was like, I still miss video. And then I was like, maybe I could merge all this stuff and project management I'm learning through my new job into video production and take a much more structured approach to it than I was taking mm. before. And then if I could teach that to, to other people and do you know what? It's just been, it's been a brilliant few years now. It's probably five years since my first workshop, maybe even six. And uh, awesome. probably taught thousands of people how to plan film and edit since. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's real rewarding. Like it's, it's, it's much more rewarding than creating content, I find. Yeah, yeah. And how did you fare through the pandemic? Did you kind of just sacrate more courses? Did you lean into the just content creation or was it you kind of took a step back and just promoted and built skills? It was, no, it was, it was, it was all courses. At least once a week, I was, or twice a week, I'd say I was delivering a course within a company. So it's usually, yeah. you know, a company will come to me and they'll get their marketing team trained up or their sales team or the whole company sometimes yeah. as well, so that everyone has somewhere to start. And um, so it was just constant. It was just really busy. And, you know, it's, it's, it's good for like team building as well. Like it's, it's of good fun, you know, and it's not yeah. as serious as some of the business kind of upskilling that you do. This is like, you know, go home and make a video of your kids for the weekend. Yeah, just come yeah, exactly. Yeah. Show me what you've done kind of thing. So. Yeah. And it was, did they kind of, obviously with the boom of Zoom, pardon the poem, whatever that was, the rhyming, um, I saw on your website that you do, like on YouTube, I saw the, the Zoom workshops and stuff you're doing with the green screen. Did you have much corporates kind of reach out for that or was that a... Loads and loads of schools. Loads of things. Mm. Oh yeah, of course. Um, yeah, to the... Cheapers, I can't remember the name of the organization, but it was like teachers all over Ireland and they would jump on the Zoom and I teach them some presentation skills for camera because, you know, I think I think without thinking about it, you're like, oh, presenting to camera and presenting to a room full of people is the same thing. They're actually completely different skills. You know, they're Mm -hmm. harnessed in the same one, but like you need to know different things. So I was even just teaching people Zoom settings and things like that because, you know, I was using it every day. So it was was quite easy then just to turn. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Teach it. Absolutely. Well, look, let's dive into kind of let's kind of. This, the basics, because I think that's what well, viewers will get the most out of this and our members of the collective as well when they're, because this goes straight to the video library for them. Um, so is there a certain type of phone you use? Is there a camera you would recommend? Like what resolution? Do you, would you like? Would you prefer me to kind of just ask these questions directly to you and then we chat about it? Or yeah, so like best phone, best camera. I know you were saying you're using an iPhone 12 at the moment. Is that kind of what you're thinking, what you recommend or? 
I, I've, I've three iPhones. I've, I've gone, I've gone a bit overboard now. I've got the 11, the 12 and the 13. And the reason I have three is for interview setups. So I'll use the 12, 11, the 12 and 13 as close ups on the two people speaking, cross checking mm-hmm. them. And then I'll have the 11 as the wide. Right, and then I can kind of, you know, either record them straight into the camera or I also have an 8M Mini Pro, which is kind of like a mini mixer that allows you to switch live between the different cameras if you're, if you're doing a live stream or something like that. Yeah. But I don't do those for myself. I'm usually kind of working with other people or like the reason I buy this stuff as well is to show other people what they can do. So then they're not mm-hmm. often spending crazy money and then I can bring it into their companies, show them what's possible and then take them back again. And are you are you recording directly to phone there or are you connecting are you connecting to the computer and recording to hard drive on the computer? So in in right now, or- sorry, sorry, no, sorry, excuse me. Like that's that, that three camera setup there that you were just speaking about. Yeah, no, I'm recording into God. Let me think about it. Now. I haven't done it in a while with the ATEM. I oh, it, yeah, with my ATEM Mini Pro, it's not the it's not the more advanced one. You can't record onto the actual device. Okay. So what I'm doing is I'm pressing record in Filmic Pro. Um, as on the three cameras so I have a backup mm-hmm. just in case and then I'm usually going through something like OBS or even StreamYard yeah. something like that yeah. so then I can record a full quality that captures the screen then so it captures the edit that it's happening in person yeah yes. now for some yeah for someone who it, it doesn't know what we're talking about OBS is a streaming software that you can get it's free it's what a lot of Twitch people use and it's just if you're recording like this to a camera or a phone um, you can use that as a live stream and it gives you a key and it's a whole thing you can Google yourself and check it out. Um, so you're saying any phone kind of works that has HD or 4K resolution? Yeah, like I, like, you know, I pretty much like anyone's phone nowadays has good enough video quality. Yeah. Obviously, they get better and better. Like the iPhone 13, the reason that I wanted to buy that was because of the cinematic mode. And, you know, it, they try it. If you have an iPhone 13, just open up your phone, switch it to cinematic mode and just look at that blurriness that it gives you, which is quite an expensive looking yeah, look. Yeah, it really is. Pay money for. Yeah. yeah. And, and it does this now, but it's doing it digitally. Usually on mm. traditional cameras, it's, it's not digital. It's, it's, it's within the lens and optics and stuff. But this is digital version of it. So it, it's not precise. But like, yeah. you know, I've, I've, I've shown it to people and said, are you OK with this image? And they're like, yeah, that looks lovely. And like I've shown it to hundreds of people and they're OK with it. So, yeah, I you'd notice, Jay, I'd notice. <laughs> I would be like, oh, what's going on here? These people aren't noticing. And then imagine what the iPhone 16 will be at. I know. So I, I know. I, One, I'm all aboard. Yeah. 14's out in two weeks or something. They're saying they're taking pre-books. Might have to get that for Christmas. Sucker. No, I'm not either. I'm I'm always kind of a wait till the next gen. So like version two of a of a phone comes out. That's my opinion anyway. Um, resolution wise, when they're shooting, would you recommend to go kind of HD sixty, or would you say shoot the four K, get as much as you can in? Well, what I do usually, and I suppose with the iPhone thirteen Pro, you can record in ProRes as well. It takes up. All, like I think if you record in like the best setting that you can you get about like I don't know an, maybe a half an hour on a 516 gig uh, device so it's it's like it's bonkers and yeah, good luck editing good, good luck editing that as well and like I don't think that it, I don't think that it's that good what I do is I shoot in 4k for my proper stuff but I edit on a HD timeline so then I have the option to punch in on the person so I can use this or else I can use yeah. that and that gives me loads of options so then I don't I don't know about you like but you know when I'm setting up a shot 
I'm never 100% certain that I like the shot when I'm looking Yeah, at of course. Yeah. You find her, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's okay. Oh, I don't know, do I like it? But yeah. when I shoot in 4K and edit in 1080, I'm like, ah, you know what? I'll punch in if I don't like it or I'll, I'll change something. And that also works to like, if you're if you're editing to a beat or a rhythm that you can punch in and out and it keeps that same quality. We don't get that that awful grain that no one likes. Do you know? Um, editing software. You were just mentioning that is do you edit on laptop or like is this kind of a mix of everything if you're on the go, you're editing on the phone, or what's the correct? I used to be mobile only. I was completely mobile and I used to teach people to plan, film and edit all on their phones. But when the lockdown started to happen and nobody was leaving their houses, I was like, nobody wants to be like looking at a screen that size when they've got a screen this side beside them. So around the same time, Adobe came out and I'd use Adobe Premiere Pro for kind of professional editing. Is that what you use as well? I use Final Cut on the other side oh, of the finish. Do you know? Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, but Adobe came out with Adobe Premiere Rush, which is like a completely scaled back, easy to use version of Premiere Pro. So mm. in Premiere Pro, if I wanted to reduce the background noise of, of, of the scene, buses passing and stuff like that I'd probably be bringing in like three or four different filters messing around with all this stuff take ages with Mm -hmm. Adobe Premiere Rush you click reduce background noise and you kind of can scale up or down the slider and it does (laughs) a better job than I was doing with all of my fancy filters in Premiere Pro so once that came out and it has animated graphics that you can drop customise the colour customise the text like I don't think you know I, I know that people don't appreciate what that means because, you know, back in the day, if I tried to create a name bar, like just a bar to come across the screen and then a name to come up, I'd be in After Effects for about three days going, oh my God. I know, so I know. And nowadays know. it's like, drag, drop, boop, do-do-do. It all the, but that's it. So yeah, I was literally, because I have the podcast with Nero that like even back in the day when I was in college, like syncing audio, it was a chore. Like they, it was a, it was a chore. Like you were spending half an hour just making sure everything synced up. Now I literally highlight two clips and Apple G and it syncs everything for me. It's, it's insane. Uh, I would recommend Apple. I would recommend Final Cut Pro if you're an Apple user. Uh, I have heard that uh, you can't get that if you're if you're an, an Android or a laptop user or a PC user. So Premiere Pro, most of well, I think it's kind of 50-50, is it? Kind of the, 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 the feel is 50-50, either Final Cut or Premiere Pro. Um, I think it whatever. used to be, and I think that a lot more people have gone Premiere, maybe since they went subscription-based, which is bonkers. I think I think you're right there. I think there was definitely a spike, but there's massive issues with the crashing and losing data. Have you found that at all with your, with your stuff? No, thank God. Like, like, no, yeah. auto save, but like I'm constantly in my auto save folder. Like, I know. Like, I have, I've, 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 I've talked to people and friends who shoot and use Premiere Pro, and they said we're in the middle of something and it just crashes, and we've lost the last twelve minutes of editing or whatever it is. Like, it's just, I can't have that. That would just wreck my life. Like so. And that doesn't um, happen to you with um, prep with the uh, film no. or with um, Final Cut. Final Cut. No, not at all. For some reason, I'm lucky that. It's just, it's like I've turned off auto-render so it doesn't render anything in the background because that just eats up time and, and space, you know. So it's just, I edit away in 4K and happy out, you know. Happy out. Um, so let's say for the business owners out there who um, who are who are watching, um, how, firstly, is there a certain gear that you'd recommend for them straight at the gate? You need to have this, you need to have this and this. Um, and also, 
planning a shoot or planning the idea of a product shoot, let's say, or a testimonial for the for whatever that be, you know. This is where my whole um, approach to video making changed. Uh, I stopped making videos for the client and started making videos with the client. So every time I work with an organization and I'm making and producing a video for them, they are the director producer. I'm like mm. trying my best to empower them to be the director producer. And I just, I just, I'm just there pressing the buttons, you know, and, and, and sometimes they don't need me to press the buttons. Sometimes they have someone super technical on their team and they can press the buttons instead of me. But when it comes to planning, like, I have this eight step workbook and it's literally because what I don't know for you the same Jay but I used to go into uh, meetings with clients you know first time meeting them nervous wreck like you get in there you sit as you all sit in the boardroom they tell you about all their ideas and you just write out like 15 pages of paper and you're like okay I'll be back to you in a week with a plan yeah. and then for the week you're pulling your hair out you're like I don't even know what their business does. Oh my God, electrical devices? What is going on here? And it was like, oh my God. And then one day I was like, why am I planning their videos? Why aren't they planning their videos themselves? Well, they have all of this information stored in their head. They just need some kind of process to help them plan it. So that's where then this eight step program came in. And, you know, the first step is asking, why are you making this video? Or what is the purpose of the video? And I think that might be something as well that we're losing a bit with Reels and TikTok. A lot of people are creating content for there without a purpose. They just think that they should be trying to grow their For the sake of it, yeah, yeah. I think that's another topic, but so anyway. with the It really is. I know, I know. I could talk about that all day. And yeah. I'm not figuring it out. I don't have the answers, but I know. Everyone is. Even Instagram yeah. are still figuring it out, to be honest, I think. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Very true. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So I asked them, why are they making the video? What is the key message? Who is their target audience? Where is the video going? When do they want to upload? And how will they measure if their video is successful? And that's step one. And if I can get them through that, I'm like, okay, that's the foundation. On to step two, I ask them to choose a preferred platform. So while you can make, you can put your video on every platform, choose yeah. the, the main one that you, that your video will go where, and then make the video kind of for that platform, but also make versions that you can put up in other places. Then we talk through adding storyboarding, um, scripting and shot listing, adding a hook, creating milestones for yourself, and then legal implications then is the eighth step. So yeah. once they're, finished with that then they own it and I think they feel very confident and they can all sign off on it if there's you know 12 or 20 stakeholders they can all go yes I agree to this and so since the day that I started doing that there's never been that horrible phone call where Andy the CEO doesn't actually like the video and we have to start again you know I'm like no 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 and are you you pressing the record button for them or are you kind of just stepping back and letting them do their own thing or what's the work depends on the timeline and depends on they're interviewing as well some people might say I'm ready to take over now today with the camera and stuff like that I'm going to do it all I'm going to do all the edit as well Um, but other people might be like oh god this this person is coming in they're kind of high profile I don't want to look like you know and I don't know what I'm doing in front of them so then I'll be like okay just shadow me just stand behind me and we could talk about it. Yeah. The beauty of that is on-set client approval, as you just said. Like, there's no worrying. There's no, and you're editing, there's like, oh, I hope they like this or I hope this. Like, there's no worries there. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. It, it's, they get exactly what we agreed on and there's, yeah. there's nothing extra. Well, there's sometimes they might throw in something extra, like I might spend a bit of time, more time on a logo, but things mm-hmm. like that. I could spend all night on a logo turn and they might not even notice the logo yep. turn or I might spend all night choosing the perfect track and I love the track. I've I've made the whole editors go to the uh, music yeah. and then they're like, I love the video. The only thing I don't like is the music and you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, searching Epidemic Cylinder artists for like music for three or four hours and I go to find the song. But um, there's no, because obviously then if that happens, it's the whole edit, it's a whole re-edit. Like, but that's the whole beauty of revisions, isn't it? And working revisions into a contract with a client if they do, do you know, like I, I'm only one for my videos and anyone I work with, it's one revision included in the, in the contract. And then after that is billed extra. You know? Yeah, I think you're dead right. I think even text to be. is excess and it always, mm-hmm. like, you'll always, what do they say? A video is never finished. It's just taken away or uploaded, you know. It's like, yeah. so you could be all, and everyone is so subjective about it mm-hmm. as well, you know. I thought that I was yeah. doing something wrong in the beginning because, like, there were, there were so many client kind of redrafts and stuff and I was like, maybe I'm just not good at this. And now looking mm-hmm. back, it's like, it's 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 not, not being good. It's just, I have a different eye than some people. Yes, and I... I have nothing but respect for you dealing with the corporate world because I've done corporate work myself and it's like too many chefs like do you know what I mean there's 15 people in the boardroom that want to approve this video and you're having to deal and press all of them like you know one's going to have a problem and the other's and it's going to it's it's a minefield but obviously when like the beauty of that as we said is client approval on set you know? and, and you're That's so right like I, I remember one time getting an email and it was like you know one of the stakeholders thinks the music is too fast but another one of the stakeholders thinks the music is too slow see what you can do and I was like suddenly like That's like, like <laughs> what the hell is he what is he what even is that like just I don't know how that works like how, how do you stop anyway that's what you're dealing with though and they, they don't like and to be afraid like they don't understand that that that's to them, that makes sense. If that, if yeah. you know that, that makes sense to them. So, well, I suppose when when you're younger, though, and when I was younger, I was kind of doing more than I'd accept that as a challenge. I'd be like, okay, challenge yeah. accepted. Let's find the perfect song. Whereas nowadays, I'm like, okay, here, and I actually use YouTube audio library, so it's completely free music without having okay. to sign up for anything. And uh, I will send the client to YouTube audio library and say, you know, like I'll usually I I'm into the groove now of sending a lot of screen recording videos. So if someone sends me an email rather than replying, like typing and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I just like start screen recording on my computer and I'm like, oh, if you just go to YouTube here and then, you know, and drop down menu, click on instrument or inspirational music and then make sure that the license is, is free and then have a look through a few of them and see if anyone. And then, and then, and then it goes back to them and like, I'm not doing it now to, you know, like give them more jobs or to give me less work or anything like that. It's just that it's so subjective like and I really want them to be happy and involved in the process as well and again it's just it's just it just frees up the process it just allows room for more creativity because that's taken care of that section the music started we're moving ahead now do you know 100% and the likes of equipment gimbals this kind of stuff because I've seen you shoot you were shooting at the um, at the the uh, the networking morning I shot with you well we were shooting side by side um on those kind of shoots, you have a gimbal and kind of headphones, or what's the crack, or well, what you know, set up? That specifically was just going to be a montage to music, so I had a very basic kit. Then I wouldn't take any microphone or anything with me. But if I'm ever interviewing someone, I will always use a mic. No fine. <laughs> um, I will always make sure that I'm using a mic. But just just to go back to that morning, say I would have um maybe maybe I used a gimbal. Was I using a gimbal? I thought I was handheld. I think you're using gimbal. I could be wrong, but I think you were. Yeah, Your shots were super steady, you know, for a handheld, to be honest. <laughs> I got the iPhone. <laughs> it is. The stabilization's crazy. I know, yeah, it's crazy. It's like I was using a normal camera there recently, and I was like, what's your, what, where's that? Like, because it was like, 
you didn't have the auto stabilization. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but it totally freaked me out. I was like, oh my god, yeah. how how do you deal with this? Uh, so this is a gimbal, and uh, and I do like these. I just think that they're actually completely overrated. Um, since the new stabilization stuff came in, mm. they're handy for like walkthroughs and stuff. Where you know, I'm not even going to put the phone in now because every time I try this on on camera, the phone um, starts swapping around. But the phone goes into here, and uh, and you, it just makes it really, really steady. And you can do lovely pans, or you can do nice tilts as well. So it's handy, but like I find myself using it so much less than I mm. used to. Now it can be cool to have, but this is actually what I love. With the stabilization of that one, is it, is it a hard setup with the with the gimbal? The stabilization setting up is it is it annoying or is it because I have the massive one, I have the yeah the the Ronin whatever it is for my camera, the SS the SSC SC three or whatever it is, and Jesus, I'm 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 literally stabilizing it for 10, 15 minutes before I even pick up the camera. Oh, you know? No, no, it's just what it is Actually, like. Just like when I, I just uh, throw it in there now. If I take the phone off here stick the phone in there if I get it up like just halfway up the phone and this is the iPhone 13 now which is pretty heavy like that's the pro is it it is yeah yes it is yeah and then if I just turn it on hopefully it's charged um, it should just automatically stabilise itself for me so that is not perfectly but yeah but still though yeah yeah but it, okay. it's good enough, you know. Now the camera's sitting around, please. But uh, but yeah. it is nice for a nice little yeah. kind of walk through or a pan or tilt or something. And what brand is that of gimbal? That is the, this is the DJI. Uh, DJI as well, yeah. Osmo Two is it or something yeah. like that? Or Osmo Five even. Um, the vidacademy.com forward slash equipment has all of the different things that I recommend, and you know. I try to keep everything as cheap as possible. Yeah. Like even my tripod, you know, back in the day when I had an expensive camera, my tripod was like a thousand euro. And now yeah. I'm like, I don't need a thousand euro camera. I know. This guy here is like 60 quid. It's perfect for a phone. Now I'm not going to try any pans or tilts with this. It, no, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And that's yeah. what it does. And and that's just, you know, been brilliant ever since. Yeah. You were showing us the monopod there, were you? Yeah, and I love that. I really, really like this because, you know, this fits in my bag and it can go to a much higher height. Super long, yeah. To yeah. my level. But uh, it's nice. But I just like, I like the kind of, it's not completely sta- stationary like a tripod would do, but it gives you a little bit of movement. So if someone is kind of, you know, talkative and wants a bit of moving around, you can kind of move around with them, but you're not getting that up and down movement. You're just getting the side to side and the ability to kind of pan over with them. Mm-hmm. So that's a 30 quid thing. And it's it's it just makes my shots so much nicer. And you can go really high up with it too if you want to. You can get kind of like sweeping shots and stuff like that, which are usually... Drone shots, fake drone shots. Yeah, yeah. Like, it is what it is. Like you see, yeah, you see them all on TikTok. These fake drone shots on monopods. Like, yeah. um, I always found because I used to shoot weddings and stuff. I always found I used to use a monopod the whole time. It was just a lifesaver for my back because you're not holding the camera. It's like, but also what I found is the slightest movement made such a difference. The footage mm-hmm. it just made it look like production value just raised. For, that's yeah. it. The production value is raised up. Um, so I definitely I agree with you with the monopod. You can't go wrong with it. Like, and you just literally have a, a phone connected then that, that sits onto it, isn't it? The screws on the top. Exactly, and like a little clamp like yeah, this one. Exactly. This is actually, I found this the other day. This is for your car. For your oh, would you trust it? Now, would you trust it? Is I get a bungee cord and then I wrap the bungee cord and then I make someone else to go in the car with me so that they're holding onto the bungee cord and like, yeah, like it's probably not very safe either. So. Yeah. 
I was going to say, I was going to say, just to be safe, like duct tape or something all around the, yeah. the windscreen. Um, so uh, you, we spoke briefly about gaining confidence and speaking to camera. Could you give some advice or tips on that for people who aren't to, to new videographers or content creators or, or even business owners who want to speak to camera more often? But like, oh, geez, I don't want to see myself. Do you know, do you know the reaction people have like? They have. And, and, you know, that's such a normal reaction. And like, you know, I suppose this, this is all about TikTok has kind of exposed all of my my uh, my my m- m- tricks in my workshop that people were like, whoa, and now they're like, I've seen that TikTok already. <laughs> but like, you know, what I always tell people is that we're used to looking in the mirror every day and the mirror shows ourselves a flipped image of how we actually look. So then when we see ourselves on camera, because our faces aren't symmetrical, we're looking at a weird version of ourselves and we're not familiar with it. And you know, the familiarity principle says we like things more when we're familiar with it. Mm. And because we're not familiar with how we really look, we don't like ourselves when we see ourselves on camera. So it's this weird psychological trick to just like, you know, just to really just get past it. And the only way to get past it is just by becoming more familiar. Just doing it, yeah. Yeah, just doing it as well, yeah. yeah. But then at the same time, I do tell people like if they're on a Zoom call to turn off their camera. Because what ends up happening like is that you just, I don't know if you're the same, Jay, but like you just end up looking at yourself for the whole thing. You're like, you're worried that your hair is... Yeah. I always try to make myself the smallest part of it. Like, I had this, like, we can do this double screen here, like this, and bring it closer. But I was like, let's just keep it this for now. And <laughs> it's just because, as you said, your, your eye is always drawn. It's not even a, it's not, it's not a vain thing. Or you're just checking to see if everything looks okay. Um, And with that, do you think, for me anyway, I'm always, I click mirror my camera. Do you ever do that? Or is that... I, I, I think, but I've got this program that puts my um, logo over my uh, thing, and then so then when I do that, it mirrors my logo as well. So then I have to go back into Canva, oh. switch the logo red. Yeah, so I, I try not to. I try not. Yeah, I hear you. And with that, so do you think is it just a matter of doing it and doing it and doing it, or is there certain like three steps to right try this first, do the second, do the third, or what? what what's your what's your word in that? I think it I think it depends a lot on the person as well right but I think there's a few things like you know making sure that you're dressed as if you're meeting your audience in person uh, making sure that your camera is at eye level making sure that you're making direct eye contact with the camera where possible and that your lighting is good so you know immediately and your audio is good immediately that's going to make you feel more confident because you're like okay now I look how I'm supposed to look and people are going uh-huh. to take me seriously and then um after that then like there's loads of stuff I suppose that we go through but it, I would suggest some people use a teleprompter not everyone is good at the teleprompter but if you can master the teleprompter it will yeah. save you so much time and I'm talking about an app so what I do is I will hold the phone so say I'm recording with one phone and it's in my hand here and the lens is here on the phone then yeah. I will use another phone and put it on top and have a teleprompter app on top of the see the words yeah yeah so then they're reading what they're saying and all we need to do then is like you know get the speed right and the size of the text right and then I can you know knock out a one minute piece to camera in three takes as opposed to you know asking someone to learn something or trying to be mm-hmm. break it up yeah. and where do you see the future of all this going because obviously like digital is the way forward as I said at the start of the chat and as like obviously foes are only getting better where do you see this going? Do you think, like, obviously people are using movies, full cinematic movies being shot on my phones now. What in your opinion, what, what's the future, do you think? Or do you have an opinion on that? 
I think the virt- the future is virtual worlds. Like it's 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 metaverse land. It's 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 like it's wearables. It's kind of you know being able to pick up and record. Like what was Mark Zuckerberg saying the other day on the Joe Rogan podcast that he's got a camera that's as the good enough quality as the back as the front camera. I think it's the selfie camera on the iPhone mm-hmm. that is attached to the Ray Ban glasses and that can you know you can voice command it to hey glasses start recording start recording and that will or go live or you know like mm. like like I think the future like I thought that I was futuristic a few years ago when I was teaching people like videos <laughs> on their phone now I'm like ah, I don't even know what's going to happen like it's yeah but it, it is probably going to be a, a mask wearing all inclusive worlds around us of 3D profiles and, and stuff yeah and did you ever get into the the glasses? Have you ever tried them? Ever seen them? I've seen a few of them, but I've never tried them. I don't have an interest. Do you want to? I actually do. Yeah, I've had no interest. Just yeah. to make up uh, uh, my mind about them, but yeah, but I, which just because do you know what it's like? It's like uh, when when those back in the day with the camcorders, like and you're just picking mm. up stuff and recording walls and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, doing that all day. I'd say. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. Well, look, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, I don't see any questions have come in, so we'll end it here. Um, a final final note for our viewers any recommendations uh, just you know any word of wisdom I'll leave it to you definitely I think the one thing I didn't bring up is the microphone and I would suggest the Rode Smart Love is probably a great little mic to start with it's about 50 quid and you know you can just clip it on to your clothes and um, the extension isn't long enough so I would suggest it goes straight to the iPhone does it it does well in with this Harvey Norman ten euro adapter. Mm. But uh, I bought these. I get all my equipment in Barker Photographic. He's in Cork. Do you know him, Jay? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, I get his stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, fab. And then he sells all the mobile um, equipment and stuff like that. And it's great because you know when you shop on Amazon, you're usually forgetting some kind of of course. Um, when then you're like oh, shoot mm-hmm. days tomorrow. I've no connections. Yeah. So, yeah, Just good. bags full of connections, aren't you? Going to shoots. Um, I'd recommend the Road Mic, the Road Go Mic Two. Is it as well? The little square guys. These guys, they're fun. Gorgeous, they're so good, and you know, affordable as well. Nothing too crazy, and you're getting amazing sound quality. Um, thank you so much. I really appreciate it, and I, I want to say thank you as well for being a founding member of the collective. I really appreciate you joining us and kind of giving your time to us and and sharing your wisdom in there and stuff. So I appreciate it, and you appreciate how you having me, Jay. Thanks very much. Thanks so much and I'll be in touch. We'll probably chat to you after this but uh, to everyone watching we really appreciate it. Hope you got a good bit of value out of that and um, thank you Judy. Guys, thank you so much again. We really appreciate you uh, tuning in. If you are interested do check out the Creator Collective. It is mycreatorcollective.com It is a members only digital community digital community for creators and digital creators. So if you do have interest, please check us out, mycreatorcollective.com, or you can find us on Instagram, or if you want DM or any questions, want to ask us anything about the collective, um, you can get us a team at mycreatorcollective.com. Join myself, join Judy, join Louie, who was there last week. Uh, we have other amazing members, um, and we just we chat to each other, we show each other's work, uh, we recommend equipment, we ask questions for stock. It's just, it's a great place to be. And we have released new uh, payment tiers for memberships. Um, you can now do annual, quarterly, or monthly. Because obviously, the world is the way it is at the moment, and people don't have 
amounts of money to be spending on annual membership. So we brought up the monthly. Even join us, get a taste. But I know once you're in, you won't leave because it is, it's a great space to be. But do check us out, uh, mycareercollective.com. Thank you, guys. I hope you will join us. I really appreciate your time, and I will see you soon.